JT Daniels spurns Missouri in favor of West Virginia. What does this mean for Brady Cook and the rest of the quarterback room and Missouri's outlook for 2022? Plus, Dennis Gates nabs another recruit. Yes, already another player in this cycle for the new Tiger basketball coach. We're going to talk about that young man, plus even more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And you know what? With all the basketball talk lately, I think we still have to start with football today because some big news came down the pike yesterday. JT Daniels, of course, the former Georgia quarterback we've spent a good amount of time talking with on the program. Well, he's taking his talents to Morgantown, West Virginia. He's going to be a mountaineer, again, spurning your Missouri Tigers. And well, to some people online, this is a really huge deal. We think, oh no, what are we going to do at quarterback now? And to other people like me, well, we're less concerned about it because we believe in Brady Cook. Now, to be quite clear here, even though I'm I'm a Brady Cook believer at this point, based on to be really honest, a very limited sample size. The the Army Armed Forces Bowl is just one game to go on, right? But I think a lot of people do tend to forget that JT Daniels hasn't had necessarily the largest sample size in the world either. Certainly plenty of room to question and, and nitpick his his college career so far as well. But when you get down to it, to me, this is not a crushing blow. I can understand anybody out there, any Missouri fan who wanted Daniels on this roster and who is disappointed that it didn't happen. That isn't insane to me at all whatsoever. But I just don't think the gulf between what Daniels is, what Cook is, and what they can both potentially be on the Missouri roster next year, I just don't think it's as clear-cut as some people think. Because, number one, these are very different players. As I've said before, one of my biggest concerns with Daniels is his lack of mobility. Even if we assume for the sake of discussion that Daniels, who's had a pretty extensive injury history so far in his young football career, well, even if we assume that he's healthy, I'm still worried about his lack of mobility. Once again, if you listen to my Peach Bowl breakdown, his game against Cincinnati from a couple years ago, I thought that was the best game from his Georgia career we could break down because, well, he was healthy during this moment and also a fair opponent for Georgia. So often Georgia is able to overwhelm their opponent, especially at the line of scrimmage, right? So after looking at that game and just watching it, how the Cincinnati Bearcats were just absolutely unafraid to blitz that Georgia quarterback, JT Daniels, over and over again in order to get pressure. And Daniels just, to me, didn't have a great answer most of the time. So despite the fact that also in that game, you could tell you give Daniels a clean pocket and in many other games like the Missouri game, obviously from 2020, you give Daniels time to throw, he can look really, really good doing it, especially with those 
awfully good Georgia receivers that he has, including George Pickens from that 2020 season. But you know what? If you really think about it, though, how many clean pockets in the SEC compared to Georgia versus Missouri is Daniels going to get? So to me, you're going to want a little bit, at least ideally, a different type of quarterback, and that's Brady Cook. He's definitely better on the move. He can extend the play in the pocket. He can make a blitzer miss. I promise you that. We saw him run for a 30-yard touchdown in the Armed Forces Bowl. And regardless of, obviously you can nitpick, well, Army doesn't have the best defense in the world. That's probably a fair point. I'm not going to argue with you there. But regardless of who anybody JT Daniels has played, he hasn't broken off that kind of run in his entire career. He's just not that type of player. So to me, regardless, even if you're Missouri, you notice what the trend is these days. Even at Georgia, they felt like they needed Stetson Bennett, regardless of injury. It felt like Georgia at the end of the season, Daniel still got some reps during a, a meaningless game against, I believe it was Western Carolina. So that signaled, signaled to me that he was at least somewhat recovered from that oblique injury that he had been fighting or in, in fall camp and early into the season. But I think Georgia realized, hey, we actually need this extra running attack with Stetson Bennett. And how many teams these days have just a pure in-the-pocket in the pocket passer? I, especially among the great teams, I, I really can't think of one lately. Even Joe Burrow can run it a little bit, right, from that great LSU title team from a couple years ago. I, again, I'm just, I don't mean to say even Joe Burrow, like obviously he can't run or whatever. I'm just saying, tell me who the great team is in recent history that has had a quarterback that was totally immobile. I just can't think of it. So again, as a Missouri fan, if the Tigers had secured Daniel's services, I definitely could have talked myself into him because... As I'll say, during the 2020 campaign, he looked really impressive against teams that he that Georgia, frankly, outclassed. Against Cincinnati, you know, the warts started to show up a little bit, in my opinion, when I went back and, and broke down that game in detail. But to me, if you really look at the transfer market now, Missouri has now kicked the tires, obviously, on JT Daniels, had him in for a visit he ends up at West Virginia. By the way, that makes a lot of sense to me. If you're trying to maybe rehab a potential NFL career here in one season, why not go to the Big 12 and put up some big numbers? And I really don't even mean that in a snarky sense. Simply put, there's better pass defenses in the SEC versus the Big 12. You can fool some people maybe, again, with more clean pockets, more big numbers. Maybe that helps your prospects. But from Missouri's perspective, now that Daniels is off the board, now that Spencer Rattler has been off the board for some time now, he's off to South Carolina, well, who else is out there? I've seen some people bandy former Florida quarterback Emory Jones, his name about, and I, I just don't see it with Emory Jones. Last season in Columbia, again, another guy who Missouri was just unafraid to blitz in Columbia last year. He just didn't have a lot of answers for pressure. And in passing situations, again, a lot more questions than answers for Emory Jones. I'd much rather go with Brady Cook than that young man, despite the fact that Jones was the much more ballyhooed recruit coming out of high school. 
And then there's LSU's Miles Brennan. He has yet to find a landing spot. Well, he threw for over 400 yards, you might remember, in a thrilling Missouri victory over LSU during the 2020 season. I could maybe see Miles Brennan. Possibly I could talk myself into him. He has some injury questions in his history as well. But other than that, I think at this point, I think you got to go with what's in the room. I think, I think it's Brady Cook. I think it's Tyler Macon. I think it's Sam Horn when he shows up this fall. Listen, if you can get a veteran quarterback in there who's an obvious upgrade, I would take him. I'm not trying to coddle a Brady Cook or anybody else in the Missouri quarterback room. But at this point, I just don't see who that person is. Correct me if I'm wrong. Hey, hit me up on Twitter, anywhere on, on social media, at Locked on Mizzou, if you have some quarterback names out there that maybe I'm not looking at. But right now, I think Brady Cook is looking like your likely starter. And coming up, Dennis Gates has added a fourth transfer to the fold. So we do want to talk about that guy. But first, I want to tell you about Athletic Greens and in particular their AG1 product, which I happen to take every day now. And I started taking AG1 because I got really interested in gut health wanting more energy, optimizing my immune system. But you know what? Who has time to take just tons and tons of pills? And frankly, who wants to just shove those down your gullet? So guess what? Instead of doing that, AG1 is just one scoop with your morning water, your morning coffee, your morning OJ, whatever it might be, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, Whole, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics. Oh, yes, this is going to help you start your day right without question. So, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash college. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash college to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Well, the NFL draft is just two weeks from today, so be sure to follow the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube page as those guys are going to be covering the draft live all three days of the draft. That'll be at 6 o'clock Central on the 28th for the first round. Then the next day, starting at 5.30. Then the following day at 10.30 a.m. for the final three rounds. You know what? Good times will be had for sure. Check them out. Also, the Odyssey NFL Mock Draft. Wherever you get your podcasts, that'll be starting on April 18th as well. Well, so far in his young Missouri career, Dennis Gates has gone harder than Hafe in the transfer portal, picking up his fourth guy already, one from junior college, two from the Horizon League. Now Noah Carter from the MVC, the Missouri Valley Conference. In fact, Northern Iowa, the champions last season in that conference. Noah Carter, a big part of that. Florida and Virginia Tech were also said to be in hot pursuit of Mr. Carter. So that right there to me is a good sign. You've got two power five teams, high major teams, I should say, that are interested in Carter's services. And, well, you can kind of see why by reading anonymous coaches, scouts, all that kind of stuff about Carter, the six foot six. 
230 pound, I would say, combo forward. He's not really a small forward, not really a power forward either. But even though he does seem to have the type of size that Dennis Gates wants in a switching forward, based on what I've heard, he's more of an offensive player than a defensive player. It sounds like he may need to work on his lateral quickness a little bit if he really is going to be able to switch and stay with guys on the perimeter in the Southeastern Conference. He's also not much of a three-point shooter either. So, so far, are we raising some red flags here? Well, the good news is he's kind of a throwback player in that he can actually play with his back to the basket. Hey, remember when guys could do that five, six years ago? Incredible. What a concept. But I'm being a little sarcastic here, people, obviously. But seriously, the ability to play with your back to the basket when everyone is switching, now that that's sort of the trend throughout basketball, well, even though you're not going to run your offense as much through a, a sort of traditional center as much as you did back in the day, well, guess what? If you can have a mouse in the house occasionally, if a six-one guy is going to switch onto a six-foot-six guy, well, if that guy can actually play with his back to the basket, that's still a severe mismatch. That if you can score over that guy, well. Not only can you get easy points, but you're going to draw double teams and open up the defense, open up the offense for your teammates as well. So the fact that he saw a lot of his success when guards were switched on to him and then actually punished those guards by using his size, that's very refreshing to me. That's something that I would like to see more of in sort of the modern positionless basketball, if you will. Oh, by the way, a bit of breaking news here, at least as I record the podcast here at about noon on Thursday afternoon, it looks like Missouri and Dennis Gates going to hire another assistant coach. This time it's Dickie Nutt, the brother of Houston Nutt, a former Division One head coach. Dickie and Dennis Gates have worked previously de- together at Cleveland State and at Florida State as well. So obviously Gates going with another guy he's very familiar with along with Charlton C.Y. Young, they worked together for many years, have a, a very close relationship from their time at Florida State as well. So coming up in future episodes of Locked on Mizzou, we'll have more on Dickie Nutt when the time comes. Obviously, I'm just finding out this information as we're, we are recording here. But you know what? I have more information on Charlton Young. I think there's more to say about him and his relationship with Dennis Gates. And while I've been relatively optimistic, cautiously optimistic, maybe you could say, about the Gates hire the first couple weeks, well, Charlton Young's addition is really starting to make me feel pretty darn great about it. And I want to explain that going forward. But first, I want to tell you that Bet Online remains your spot for all your betting needs, statistics, sports info you could possibly ever want. And you know what? Some interesting lines, baseball starting up, NBA playoffs happening. Even today, hey, look at the St. Louis Cardinals are an underdog on the road against Milwaukee, Adam Wainwright against Brandon Woodruff. Cardinals plus 124. Well, didn't Clayton Kershaw teach us something last night, which is maybe don't overrate the starting pitching matchups this early in the season. The lockout kind of has thrown everything a bit off whack here. Guys are only going about 80 pitches or so. So you know what? What the heck? Let's put 10 bucks on the Cardinals to try to win $12.40 over at Bet Online. But you know what? No matter what you're into, 
could even be esports, hockey, whatever it is, head to their website today over at betonline.net where the game starts. Well, if you're an NBA fan, you might have noticed that Scotty Barnes just won his second straight NBA Rookie of the Month, and well, he was recruited by none other than new Missouri assistant coach Charlton C.Y. Young. And you know what? Barnes could possibly win the Rookie of the Year overall, too, so stay tuned for that. Regardless, heck of a feather in the cap for Young, who's recruited a number of NBA players during his time at Florida State. And just in a vacuum, I think Charlton Young is obviously a great hire for any program. He said quite clearly that there were a lot of Power 5 jobs that were after him before Gates had even hired him, but he just basically couldn't see himself leaving Leonard Hamilton for anybody other than Dennis Gates. That's all there basically is to it. And again, in a vacuum, a great hire regardless, but considering Gates and their chemistry, man, I'm feeling even better about the whole thing. These guys seem like just a great combo. As Gates says about Young, he's a great accountability partner, or as I might count it, call it, an accountability buddy. But anyway, he says he can tell you the truth. He's loyal. He's honest. We can have heated conversations and come out with a decision and hug and not let it spill over. That's respect. But every coach needs that. Every leader needs that. I think that's just a sign of a great relationship, right? Not only just a guy who can recruit, but these guys have obviously been to war together. They've been assistant coaches on the same bench, on the same staff under Leonard Hamilton for a half a dozen years. And interestingly enough, Charlton actually is the older one. He even recruited Coach Gates almost successfully to Northeastern back in the day. So that relationship runs really, really deep. And I think Obviously, Young just seems like the absolute perfect guy to be Gates number one as he moves into another level. Let's be real. Obviously, it's still Division One basketball, but Horizon League to the SEC, that's a whole nother deal and a whole nother level of scrutiny. No question about that. Now, one quote that Coach Young had after he was first hired by Coach Gates that may raise some people's eyebrows at this moment is that he says that he prefers guys with two to three years left when it comes to the transfer portal. He says, quote, some programs have sold out to the portal. We'll use it, but we're not. But we're still going to recruit high school players. Well, obviously, four guys so far were four for four on transfers under the Gates era. No high school players whatsoever. But look at the calendar, folks. Where are we in the cycle? At this point, you're not going to be getting high school players at least not for this upcoming season. If you want to reset your roster coming up, well, it's going to be high school, excuse me, it's going to be transfer portal players much more than it's going to be high school guys because, well, the best high school players have already long ago decided where they're going to be playing hoops coming this fall and winter. So there's really nothing to be concerned about there, nothing to say, aha, gotcha, Charlton Young, you're a hypocrite. Nothing like that whatsoever. And a couple of those guys, half of the guys are one-year players. Now, Noah Carter, who again, was just we just nabbed him from Northern Iowa. He's got a couple years left, I do believe. Yes, he played three years at Northern Iowa, so he should have 
two years left, including that free COVID season. 2020 didn't count for anybody, so it shouldn't count for him either, as far as I can tell. And also, Muhammad Diara should have at least two or three years of eligibility left as well. But you know what? I think at this point, just to get any type of promising talent for next season is fine. And again, kind of like in baseball, whether it's Zach Greinke or it's Albert Pujols, no matter how those guys perform this season, I don't think there's really anything. There's no such thing as a bad one-year contract. Just like I don't think you can really mess up too bad, especially on a first year for Dennis Gates. If he's just getting guys that he thinks he can sort of get some veteran guys in here and, and set the foundation, especially defensively, well, there's a lot of value there, I think, beyond maybe what you see even in the box score. And you know what? Hopefully I've provided you enough value today here on Locked on Mizzou to make it worth being your first listen every day. Now, once again, make your second listen Locked on the NFL Draft with Ryan Tracy and former NFL corner Eric Crocker. They're going to have even more guests on during their live coverage of the NFL Draft. Again, starting in two weeks at 6 o'clock Central. Again, two weeks on Thursday the 28th. So, until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.